Hello and welcome to day 51 of our Bible reading course. For the next 10 instalments or so, we're going to be in the company of the prophets, who ministered in Judah and Israel over a period of about 350 years. We start with the major prophets, so-called simply because of the length of their books. Today's passage is Isaiah chapters 40 and 41. Let's pray. God my Saviour, thank you for your living presence with me now. Make this few minutes precious and holy, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling. In the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged place is a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry out! And I said, What shall I cry? All people are like grass, and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, Here is your God. See, the Sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms, and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, or with the breadth of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket, or weighed the mountains on the scales, and the hills in a balance? Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord, or instruct the Lord as his counsellor? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him, and who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge, or showed him the path of understanding? Surely the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They are regarded as dust on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Lebanon is not sufficient for altar fires, nor its animals enough for burnt offerings. Before him all the nations are as nothing. They are regarded by him as worthless, and less than nothing. With whom, then, will you compare God? To what image will you liken him? As for an idol, a metal worker casts it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold and fashions silver chains for it. A person too poor to present such an offering selects wood that will not rot. They look for a skilled worker to set up an idol that will not topple. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? 
He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither and a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one, and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, My way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Be silent before me, you islands. Let the nations renew their strength. Let them come forward and speak. Let us meet together at the place of judgment. Who has stirred up one from the east, calling him in righteousness to his service? He hands nations over to him and subdues kings before him. He turns them to dust with his sword, to wind-blown chaff with his bow. He pursues them and moves on unscathed, by a path his feet have not travelled before. Who has done this and carried it through? calling forth the generations from the beginning. I, the Lord, with the first of them and with the last, I am he. The islands have seen it and fear. The ends of the earth tremble. They approach and come forward. They help each other and say to their companions, Be strong. The metal worker encourages the goldsmith and the one who smooths with the hammer spurs on the one who strikes the anvil. One says of the welding, it is good. The other nails down the idol, so that it will not topple. But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of Abraham, my friend, I took you from the ends of the earth, from its farthest corners I called you. I said, you are my servant, I have chosen you, and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. 
Do not be afraid, you worm Jacob, little Israel. Do not fear, for I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. See, I will make you into a threshing sledge, new and sharp, with many teeth. You will thresh the mountains and crush them, and reduce the hills to chaff. You will winnow them, the wind will pick them up, and a gale will blow them away. But you will rejoice in the Lord, and glory in the Holy One of Israel. The poor and needy search for water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst. But I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will make rivers flow on barren heights, and springs within the valleys. I will turn the desert into pools of water, and the parched ground into springs. I will put in the desert the cedar and the acacia, the myrtle and the olive. I will set junipers in the wasteland, the fir and the cypress together, so that people may see and know, may consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this, that the Holy One of Israel has created it. Present your case, says the Lord. Set forth your arguments, says Jacob's king. Tell us, you idols, what is going to happen. Tell us what the former things were, so that we may consider them and know their final outcome. Or declare to us the things to come. Tell us what the future holds, so that we may know you are gods. Do something, whether good or bad, so that we will be dismayed and filled with fear. But you are less than nothing, and your works are utterly worthless. Whoever chooses you is detestable. I have stirred up one from the north, and he comes, one from the rising sun who calls on my name. He treads on rulers as if they were mortar, as if he were a potter treading the clay. Who told of this from the beginning, so that we could know? Or beforehand, so that we could say, he was right? No one told of this. No one foretold it. No one heard any words from you. I was the first to tell Zion, look, here they are. I gave to Jerusalem a messenger of good news. I look, but there is no one. No one among the gods to give counsel. No one to give answer when I ask them. See, they are all false. Their deeds amount to nothing. Their images are but wind and confusion. The book of Isaiah is divided into two main sections. Chapters 1 to 39 are set in the 700s BC during the reigns of four kings of Judah. They're generally words of judgment on the people for the reasons we've become familiar with over recent weeks, injustice, idolatry, etc. But there are also words of hope as the prophet looks forward to a future messianic ruler who would obey the Lord along with the restoration of a remnant of the faithful in the land. The passage we read is from the second main section, written about 200 years later, after the destruction of Jerusalem, when the people were living in exile. This time there are no words of judgment, only consolation and joy. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Their time in Babylon is coming to an end, and God will soon be taking them home. So they're to take heart and not be afraid. 
Nothing is said about the kings of Judah in the future plans of God because God himself is going to lead the people once again. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. What's more, he's God of all the nations and will bring someone from the north and east, King Cyrus of Persia he'll later reveal, to bring about his purposes and free the people from captivity. God has certainly heard Judah's cry and will come to their aid once again. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Where everything was parched and barren, God will renew and refresh and cause life to spring up again. In all this, he'll expose the impotence of idols and the nonsense of serving them. The words about preparing the way for the Lord were famously taken up by the Gospel writers at the beginning of the New Testament and applied to the ministry of John the Baptist. He was announcing a new and final homecoming, with Jesus the Messiah fulfilling all that had previously been written and inaugurating the Kingdom of God on earth. There are times when we all mess things up and let God down. We can feel bad about it and repent in our heart. On such occasions we need to receive his words of comfort and restoration, as Judah did here. Is this relevant to me now? Do I need to allow God to remind me, clearly and unequivocally, of his ongoing love and commitment to me? We can also feel forgotten by God sometimes, or at least that we're less important to him than other people. My way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. This passage, written to men and women languishing in exile, encourages me that God never takes his eyes from me, however insignificant I may seem. He also promises to give me strength and power when I'm weary and weak. Do I need to claim that promise today? Lord God, my Heavenly Father, as I hope in you now, please renew me in energy and vitality, physically, emotionally and spiritually, that I might soar on the wings of an eagle. I pray too for those who continue to serve on the front line of the fight against coronavirus and all key workers. As the pandemic stretches from weeks into months, may they look to you for all the inner resources they need to continue to serve and play their part. And I thank you for the truth in our reading, that although the grass withers and the flowers fall, your word endures forever. I hold on to that now and always. Amen.